Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew. As always, how are you doing, Matthew? Very well, thanks, Colin. How are you? Good. Yeah, not bad at all. It's actually like roasting outside, and that's not usual in Scotland. Yeah, getting Summer is here. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I hope it's nice where you are out there, dear listener, as well. Uh, this time around, we are answering a... Uh, listener, well, a listener question, a community question, actually. It comes from our community over at uh, the PodCraft community, uh, which if you're interested, you can go over to podcraft.thepodcasthost.com uh, to find it. Uh, and one of our members, Roshni, actually popped this question in. She's the host of the Ace the Sales podcast. And it's around uh, download numbers and listens, isn't it, Matthew? Which is always a big uh, confusion for people, I think. Not for us, Colin. I just look at the stats and it says 1 million. So um, I'm quite happy <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. 1 million uh, n- not people viewing and yeah, exactly. Something like that. So yeah, we're going to dive into this. We're going to dive into uh, media uh, hosting um, approaches to uh, to download stats and stuff like that. Like what actually counts as a listen? What is truly a listen in podcasting? Uh, and why can those stats actually vary a lot between different hosts as well? Uh, before we jump in, I'll mention uh, our podcast maker app, Alitu. If you do want hosting, this media hosting with all the stats put in, uh, Alitu does have um, hosting built in now as of last year and it has hosting stats as well which we are doing a lot of uh, filtering in to make sure a listen counts as a proper listen uh, and we'll dive into more of that later but if you want to go and try out Alitu as a podcast maker app to make your podcast much more easily uh, it does the recording it helps you edit it does all the audio cleanup transcripts hosting and a really easy way to edit your show go over to alitu.com a-l-i-t-u.com all right, let's answer Roshni's question. No, Matthew, where will we start with this? Like, what is it all down to? Uh, like, well, let me let me actually read out a bit of her question. So, she has experienced the fact that she's gone from one host to another. So, they've actually migrated podcast hosting companies. Uh, they came from one. I won't mention them actually because it's probably not worth. Uh, Sort of causing any conflict here. <laughs> There's not actually any conflict. We'll dive into why the differences might exist. But she's migrated from one really well-known uh, podcast host to another, which is a lot less well-known, let's say. Um, and her do- download numbers have jumped quite a bit, like massively, from sort of 20 to 50 per episode up to 200 plus. Um, so uh, it's quite a big difference. <laughs> so what do we want to start with here, Matthew? How do we how do we dump into media hosting stats and how you actually measure a listen? Well, I suppose that's a good starting point that people are asking this question, uh, and it's it's obviously a pain point for people. It's confusing to people yeah. uh, to see this massive variation depending on where you're looking. And it makes it really hard to to measure your performance. We all want to measure that performance to know how we're doing, Uh, not just for ourselves, but if we want to work with advertisers or stuff like that as well. We want to have uh, data that we're pretty, you know, uh, confident about if that makes <laughs> sure sense about, yeah, exactly, so yeah. you know if you're going to an advertiser and saying you know it might be this but it might be that and these are wildly yeah. different we have no real confidence in that do we um yeah. so i think that's a good starting point is just that that complete confusion around this isn't it yeah yeah totally and i think part of the trouble is that we're kind of used to much less 
confusing metrics, aren't we? Like if you have a YouTube channel, you know, your YouTube plays or your YouTube plays, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, that's all you have to worry about. Social media too, like your followers on Twitter, whatever. And it's because those platforms, like you're you're only looking at YouTube for your YouTube stats. So they manage that whole thing. There's no confusion between different platforms, similar Twitter followers, whatever it might be. So it suddenly becomes a bit confusing when, and again, this is what we'll go into a bit more, like how actual listens and downloads are measured because it's across so many different platforms, so many different pieces of technology, so many different places and all that. So yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it, isn't it? Like we're used to those kind of more certain metrics elsewhere. Yeah, it comes back to a thing. I mean, it it kind of ties into what we were talking about on the last episode, you know, about the open podcast and stuff. And the, the beauty of this medium is that it's, you know, you can't find one source for podcasts and it's not like one company doing it all. And, and that's great because it can't be destroyed, you know, it can't be owned yeah. or controlled. Uh, yep. But it has these, I wouldn't even call this a downside, it has these quirks or these challenges where yes. Yes, you can't just go out there and get solid numbers because there's there's so many players yeah. involved. So it's a, yeah. it's a challenge for listeners, it's a challenge for hosting providers and, and any company yeah. that's working in podcasting. It is, Aye, absolutely. And we've discovered this so much as well, like getting into hosting was kind of a whole different thing with Alitu, like having to learn how all, all of the different platforms work, how you... <laughs> filtering all of these stats certainly was more complicated than I expected it to be. Um, although I knew it was going to be a bit complicated, but yeah, it's it's even deeper. So, I mean, is it worth even sort of defining the terms to start with, like download versus listen versus all that kind of stuff? Like we get this we get this question quite a lot as well, don't we? Like people asking, how do I know how many subscribers I've got? How many? How do I know how many listeners I've got? What does this like? What do downloads mean? What does all that mean? Like, what's the? Should we jump into that first? Yeah, definitely. I, I think a, a good way to look at this, Colin, is um, you know, over your lifetime as a podcast listener, how many episodes have you downloaded or have been downloaded <laughs> into your app versus what you've actually listened to? Zillions, if that's a real number, absolutely zillions. Like, <laughs> I, I could probably look up my phone just now. Um, I'm subscribed to what would it be? I must be subscribed to, let's see, 20, 30, 40, 40 podcasts. Looking in my phone right now, I must be subscribed to about 30, pod, 40 podcasts. And every one of those is downloading. I think I have my settings set to the most recent three. So my phone downloads every episode and keeps the most recent three every time because I'm out of signal fairly often. Like I, I find that like you'd expect... We're kind of just always in signal now. You can always stream an episode. But I find that maybe it's a quirk of living up in the north of Scotland. But actually, I had this in the same in, you know, central Scotland as well. And, and even if I'm in the US or visiting anywhere, I want my episodes downloaded so that I can listen to them anytime, even if I'm on a plane or something like that. So I always have all of these shows downloading all the time and it just drops off. Um, the ones that I don't listen to. So yeah, and I probably, I don't know, what, 10%, 20% of them I actually listen to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a number of shows. I, I, I vastly cut down in recent years on how much shows I was subscribed or following, but uh, yeah. I've got a sort of handful of shows that I, I keep a close eye on and I'll maybe, you know, on some topics, listen to like 50% of their episodes depending on what they're covering. Mm. So there's a lot of unlistened yeah. to content there, but... Yeah. My download, because it's a full download onto the device, 
will be yep. counted in their stats ultimately. That's so it, yeah, it, totally. it, yeah. it's just a hint at the tip of the iceberg here about what the actual problem is. Like we can, yeah. we can get maybe a, a really accurate picture of the numbers, but they're still uh, they're still missing uh, pieces in the puzzle here, isn't there? Yeah, totally. And that, and they are legit downloads. Like they are ones that will be counted in your stats. Mm. We'll go into we'll go into all the downloads that actually happen that aren't really legit that we try and filter out as a hosting company and other hosting companies do as well. And even some of the standards. There's a few different standards around now as well to help hosting companies standardize this. <laughs> because because what it comes down to is like you mentioned advertisers earlier, Matthew. Like that's what it comes down to. Like we're charging people we're charging companies to mention products on our podcasts you know people doing sponsorship slots people doing advertising we're charging based on the numbers that are it's it should be downloads it should be measured on listeners but really it's measured on downloads because we don't really have a really accurate measure of listeners across the board and we can dive into that a wee bit more as well but yeah a download does not mean a listen um what do we, I mean, what do you usually say to people, Matthew? I often say, like, when people try and get into that and they ask about downloads versus listens, I say, well, you're probably not getting listened to by that many people, but there are that many people, no doubt, subscribed to your show. Like, downloads within a few days, I think, of our episode release kind of is a good metric um, to kind of indicate subscribers because people who are subscribed, they'll download even if they're not going to listen. So that's how many people are interested in your show. It doesn't mean they've all listened, but it's a good metric to show your progress and your success, isn't it? Like if that number is going up, then you're on a good kind of, you're on a good trend at least. Is mm. that your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we look at email lists as an example, so you've got your overall number of email list subscribers, yeah. but you've also yeah. got the people that open the emails and those mm. numbers are wildly different. Now, yeah, obviously, totally. if you're talking to, uh, again, advertisers, and I don't have a extensive knowledge of email lists and all that, but, you know, you'll <laughs> presumably be presenting both these numbers. Okay, we've got we've got 30,000, but, you know, we've got this 40% open rate or whatever. So, again, it's it's about putting a picture together rather than the, you know, this one, this one number that you're going to uh, give to people or think yeah, about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And advertisers and sponsors know this just fine. Like they know fine that if you tell them you get 2000 downloads within, you know, seven days, 30 days, whatever metric you're using uh, of releasing the episode, they know fine that not all of those people are listening, but they'll still pay based on that because they know that every other podcast measures it in the same way. And therefore, if they get a certain return of 2000 downloads, then they're going to get that, you know, even if it's not all listens. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like kind of way of measuring the size of a show. And I mean, it's it's easy to it's easy because we're talking about advertisers, and that's easy to paint podcasting as some sort of problem child where it's really hard to advertise <laughs> on, and it's not very efficient yeah. in that. But then, like, look at like radio, TV, newspapers, yeah. magazines. Oh, yeah. Like radio figures. Um, as a former like radio student, and that I studied the industry quite a bit, and you know, mm. you've got shows, and they're like, oh, we've got um, you know, fifty thousand listeners and that, and you're like, well, is that accurate? You know. <laughs> you've maybe got a boy jump out of his van and he's got the radio on for like two minutes and he hears a bit of it, you know, it might be on in yeah. a hairdresser's in the background, but who's really paying attention? Yeah. So you're getting these Absolutely. numbers. Uh, and the same with the telly, you know, back in the day, 
when you were watching the telly and it wasn't like your Netflix or that and the adverts come on, you go make a cup of tea and that. You don't see the adverts. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, totally. magazines, you flick <laughs> past. So I think, like, yeah, it, it's easy to make podcasting sound as if it's a really problematic medium for advertisers. I would argue, yeah. on the contrary, it's um, yeah. it's probably one of the most engaged ways to, to advertise. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's certainly up there on the scale. It, it, definitely. I mean, it, your example of email there is really good, as in we can tell how many people actually opened an email. We can tell how many people clicked on it. Email's probably about the best you can get. Maybe a web page as well. You can measure the same kind of metrics. But we're only a little bit below that. Even if you can get the numbers of people actually, the trend of people subscribing, downloading your show, then it's still a really good trend. It's still a really good indication of the success of a show, the engagement around a show. So yeah, for sure. Podcasting is definitely good. So will we, what we jump into here, do we want to go into why hosting providers, I'm sorry, ways that hosting providers actually measure their downloads? Yeah, I think that would be a worth good. Getting, worth digging into the detail there, yeah. How much do you know about this, Matthew? Uh, fair to Midland, I would say. That's generally yeah. my knowledge of anything. Fair to Midland. Well, below <laughs> average. <laughs> um, I only ask because it's kind of a, it's quite a technical thing, and I feel like I only learned a lot more about this more recently as we got into doing hosting inside Alitu. So I'm not actually sure what the level is of, of kind of understanding around this in the general podcast ecosystem. Yeah, I don't think there's any need to go right into the technical weeds. I think just a, a basic mm. overview would be handy. Um, yeah, because yeah, we all want cool. to stay awake here, but uh, <laughs> the, the first, the first big thing is really like e- IP addresses, I should say. Sorry. So yeah. we want to, as hosting providers, hosting providers want to account for like multiple downloads from the same location in a short time frame. Yeah. So I think it's twenty four yeah. hours. I think it's twenty four yeah. hours, and that is just like. Uh, you know, you're maybe going around the house on multiple different devices listening to stuff and they they want to try yeah. and say, okay, this is actually just the same person here and not count yeah. these all as like six or seven downloads. So uh, absolutely. This is us getting into filtering straight away. So this is how we fit. So just to jump back just a wee bit, Matthew, like a download is essentially measured by a host provider. They can tell when somebody comes like with your podcast listening app, with your web browser, with a bot, with you know a piece of automated software, whatever it might be, a hosting provider can tell when that thing comes and says, right, give me this audio file. I want to listen to this audio file and they download it. And some of the complications come around the fact that that can be like the way that hosting providers work is that they often don't send the file straight from their own servers every single time. They'll instead use a thing called a, a CDN, a content delivery network. Uh, and that means that all of these files, these audio files, are kind of distributed around the world, which makes it easier for you to download on your end because it means that there's a, a location close to you that you can download from. So like if a, a hosting provider is in the UK, uh, like us, then um, you don't have to download it from the UK if you're in Australia all around the world. There'll be some CDN locations over in Australia where the files distributed to. So there's a whole bunch of complications around that, like still measuring the downloads, even though these files are kind of distributed everywhere. And Spotify causes trouble there too, doesn't it? Because Spotify actually has a whole different method whereby Spotify downloads the files from you, hosts them on their own servers, and then delivers it to Spotify listeners from their servers without actually requesting it from you, the host, ever again. And therefore, in many cases, Spotify downloads and listens are invisible. And you have to go through certain ways to make those visible 
to uh, to a hosting provider and there's ways to do that which um which we we do and which other hosting providers look into and all that kind of stuff but that's the kind of complication that it's all around the world. That's what a download is. We can see when somebody downloads a file, but it kind of goes through all sorts of different platforms and systems and sometimes can't be tracked because they might be on a different system altogether. So what we need to do is exactly what you just said there, Matthew, which is start to filter them. Um, because some of these downloads actually are totally nonsense. They're actually like things like bots or crawlers or just an app checking whether there's a new episode or there's all sorts of different ways. And even it could be a real human, like you were just saying there, Matthew, it could be me. I've been out on the, you know, I'm out in the, the countryside. My signal's not very good. I've tried to download an episode. It's downloaded like 20% of that episode, um, but it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, I'm impatient. Cancel, cancel. Try it again. Restart it. And that would necess- that might count as two downloads in some systems because I've tried to download the same file twice. So yeah, that's where your filtering here comes in. If it's from the same IP address, as in it's my same device, my phone, I've tried to download the same file twice, then it'll say, oh, right, okay, I'm going to assume this is one person, just one download, because they tried to download the same file twice from the same place within 24 hours. So yeah, that's it. that's kind of how it works. Yes, yeah, like you're explaining there, Con, it's like requests, isn't it? There's There's loads of requests for an episode, and the host yeah. just has to figure out, okay, out of all these requests, which ones are people genu- genuinely trying to download and listen to this? And which ones are yeah. just junk? Which ones are bots and crawlers? Uh, which yeah. ones are multiple downloads? Stuff like that. So they're trying yeah. to just um, cut this stuff out and give a much more accurate picture of your, your actual human audience out yeah. there. Exactly, yeah. The bots and the crawlers type of thing is is quite a problematic one because you kind of, we've got some lists out there that are maintained by um, certain standards. So there's standards like the, you know, ODL and um, IAB and places like that. And some, there are some publicly maintained lists of like standard bots, standard crawlers that you can discount, which is quite nice because it means that you can just use that list and then every hosting provider should be or could be using that same list, which makes your stats pretty accurate across all different hosting providers. And then you've got white lists as well for IP addresses, which means that if you get a download from somewhere like, uh, for example, some of the big ones actually, like AWS has a few IP addresses which are not white listed because generally the downloads that come from there are from crawlers that you know are just checking whether there's new episodes so you you blacklist almost those as a measurement so you're not measuring those so <clears throat> that's the idea you get say there's a thousand downloads of this file you go through it and see how many of these are known bots and crawlers and you filter them all out then you go through and you check for the multiple addresses multiple ip addresses um and see if there's multiple downloads from any given IP address within 24 hours, you filter those out. And then you can go from, like, it's a lot. You can go from 1,000 downloads down to, you know, 200 or 300. So you can go down to, like, 20 or 30% of your total downloads are um, actually real, legit ones. And even some of them, then, obviously, are (laughs) not necessarily right either. So it's a funny one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could see why it drives people mad, because you have a picture of your audience in your mind and when that turns out to be cut by 75% it could be quite uh, hard yeah. to bear but exactly. I would yeah. rather and we'll, we'll get on to like advice and tips going forward but um, I would rather err on those lower numbers I would rather 
trust in a service that's put things in place to to filter stuff yeah. out, uh, yeah. then maybe you know a newer media host on the market, maybe they've not put all that in place. And I might get what looks like yeah. great numbers, but it doesn't mean I've got great numbers. <laughs> it's like it's it, you know it's fictitious. Yeah. So I'd rather yeah. um, I'd rather hear the the more realistic figures. That's it, exactly. Yeah, like Roshni's question that started this all off. She's she's gone from one host uh, to another and basically 10 times their downloads. So it just means that new host is not putting all the, the necessary filters in place. Yeah, because think of what, it, what could have logically explained a growth burst there, you know, if it was genuine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, what, mm-hmm. could, what could have explained it? Because your podcast is all still in the same apps. Like your <laughs> your media host is, unless it's like, faulty to the point of not delivering your episodes and making them unplayable your listener yeah. doesn't know or care about your your hosting provider uh, yeah, you know exactly. they might see it on a player now and then but um yeah. it's not you know moving moving host is never going to uh, impact your growth at all unless it's like yeah. i say because it's broken yeah totally the fi- the final one just to mention the other filter that a lot of hosting providers use and it is part of the standards is uh, they call it a byte range request. <laughs> but the, the the basic translation is to make sure somebody has let, downloaded more than a certain proportion of the file. Like uh, the, the, the hope would be that bots and crawlers and all those kind of systems would just download like the very start of any given episode, like the very, very start, like even the first second. Um, and therefore we could tell that this isn't real listen because they've only downloaded a tiny little bit just to check it's there. So filtering out those really small downloads at the very start is one thing you can do as well. Yeah, because so, one yeah. one of the worst things on earth is like um, websites that have like autoplay audio. You know, like yeah, you'll go on yeah. a, a podcast <laughs> website and suddenly the guy's telling you like, welcome to the show and that, and you've not pressed anything. You've just accessed yeah, the website. Totally. So things like yeah. that, you, you obviously can't, you can't and shouldn't be counting that as a download. No. So no. Uh, the, the, the really frustrating thing is I've mentioned the word standards a couple of times, but there really isn't any standard. That's the trouble. Like it's, it's really just up to any given hosting provider to do what, they want to to filter these and some hosting providers no doubt are not filtering at all or not filtering much and then even if you do go down the road of saying right i'm going to do the kind of big three which is i'm going to have a filter for bots i'm going to have a whitelist for ip addresses to make sure i'm not counting a lot of the big crawlers and then i'm going to do the byte range requests thing even then like you're still there's, like I said, there's some publicly available whitelists and bot lists and all that kind of stuff. But even them, like some of them are quite out of date and some of them are not maintained very well. And, and there's not one single source of truth for for this. So as a host provider, you just kind of have to use your best judgment. And they're always going to be different. They're always going to be a bit different between different host and providers. So it is a really frustrating thing. And they're even more so like you've got places like the IAB for example is one of the standards but they charge a lot of money to actually be certified as well and maybe that's a good thing maybe that does give people more certainty that the numbers are right but from what I've seen like it still doesn't really make it that standard there's still ways to kind of it's still just advice there's not like a really specific spec for a hosting provider to follow when they are certified under something like that. It's still just kind of, here's the guidance and we'll have a look and see if you're following most of the guidance um, and and see if we can certify you then. So it's really tricky. It's a very tricky thing. I think there, I think there is a place for bringing in more standards, 
Um, but it, I feel like going back to our open podcasting, I feel like it should be a bit more open. And that's why I like the kind of, there's the ODL standard, which is an open standard, which uh, it doesn't cost you to implement. It doesn't cost you money to kind of figure out how to do and be certified and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure. There's no easy solution for it, but it's certainly a complicated place. Mm-hmm. Will we move on to some uh, useful advice then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, yeah, what can people do about this? <laughs> yeah, I touched on this already, but um, I would err on the side of uh, lower numbers. If, you, if you're going to multiple places trying to find out who's going to give you the good news, <laughs> which might not necessarily be the true news, uh, I would always... <laughs> uh, I would always say, okay, I, I'm going with this more conservative estimation and take it from there. So uh, I don't be seduced by someone that promises to to tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give you, move to our hosting platform and we'll double your million numbers downloads. straight away. We should do that with Alitu <laughs> hosting. It should be a feature, like million downloads guaranteed because yeah. it's just a yeah. number we could type in. There's a little button in the settings, turn off filtering. <laughs> <laughs> I want all my bots to count. I want my crawlers to count. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely. So err on the side of the lower stats. You can ask um, like a hosting provider, what do you do? Like we've got a help page on Alitu that says what we do to filter numbers, what standards we are um, looking to follow, all that kind of stuff. So you can ask your hosting provider, like um, like Roshni here, she could get in touch with the host that she moved to and ask them like, what are you doing to, to filter out um, dodgy listens or untrue listens, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can see that, you know, you can you can try and figure that out for yourself. Um, and even just understanding the limitations of download numbers as well. Like even if a hosting provider does have all this in place, there's still going to be some untrue numbers in there. Like some, to, like we talked about earlier, Matthew, when real listeners are downloading an episode but never actually getting around to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or just listening to half it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There's always yeah, going to be wee gaps here, isn't there? Totally. Yeah, yeah. What else do you think? I think um, measuring your performance on things like engagement, support, and action in your calls to action. So, you know, how many people mm-hmm. do you hear from? And I know that we know firsthand, Colin, recently doing the Indie Pod census, that we know this is a massive pain point amongst podcasters that yeah. I think 80 odd percent of people are desperate to hear from their audience more. And, and obviously, yeah. This is a different to topic entirely. It's it's not always straightforward commenting or getting in touch with, with podcasters. But, you know, if you take a bit of that into consideration, support like financial support or any other type of support, if you're if you're mm-hmm. doing well on a crowdfunding platform or that, that's a good gauge that you've got a very engaged and supportive audience as yeah. well. And if you're doing your calls to action at the ends of your episodes and and people are following through with that, then that's a good gauge as well. And there's obviously... Um, ways that you could track that as well with like short links and stuff isn't there yeah 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 for sure use something like pretty link or bitly or whatever to to track how many people are clicking on those links or, or typing those links in but i think i mean this is kind of the the bigger idea here isn't it that download stats listening stats whatever you want to call them really they're just a metric to show you a trend like, don't think, Craig, I've got a thousand downloads. Therefore, there's exactly a thousand people listening. 
it's really just a measure of whether you're growing your show. Like if they're going up, it doesn't matter how many people are downloading. It's, it's, as long as they're increasing, you know you're doing the right thing. But even more important than that, it's engagement support. Like you say, Matthew, that is a better metric of success with your show. Maybe your downloads are going up because you managed to get mentioned in some um, place, but it doesn't show that people are actually enjoying that show, that they're, they're engaging with it. They might be subscribing, listening to one episode, not enjoying it that much, and then forgetting to unsubscribe, and still you're getting downloads every single week because of that. So, yeah, measure engagement on social or community or whatever it is that you use. I think that's a much better metric. You're right. We talked about call actions there. So what about, like, um, one of the best call actions people could uh, give to their listeners? The best call to action? Uh, Well, I mean, in my opinion, one of the things is what we talked about earlier is email, getting them on your email list. So another way to push things in, um, push things out to them, you know, and not rely on people to come to you, then get them to subscribe to an email list so that you can actually start to engage with them that way. It's a different different channel, different way that you can reach out to people. It's one of the best. What, what do you think? I was uh, more thinking in terms of like just encouraging them to, to follow or subscribe your show in their app because uh, yeah, yeah. you want to... You know, that's that's a surefire way to at least guarantee their download. <laughs> Again, the, you want to guarantee <laughs> their listen as well. Up. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we want to get folks getting our episodes automatically, don't we? Rather than yeah, them having yeah. to remember every week to go and find your episode and listen to it. Indeed. Yeah, it's a good one to remind everyone. You wouldn't want to, you probably don't want to do that one every week, do you? Because a lot of your listeners will be following and subscribing already. But it's a good reminder every now and again, like every few episodes, just for the people that have uh, found your show and are just listening to one episode to test it out. That's good. The final one's maybe like a, a media kit. Eh? If you if you want to sort of explain these numbers and show the trend of growth and engagement, how how do you think about how do you talk about making a media kit for those sponsors? Yeah, th- this is a good way to work with folks. You know, potential sponsors and advertisers. I was going to say it lets you control the narrative. That sounds a bit manipulative, but <laughs> it, it gives you the space to. Um, present your data and explain it rather than, you know, somebody asks for your numbers and you send them it and that's it, you know. So what we could do in our media kit is really dig into, you know, here are the numbers, fair enough, we'll show them, but, Mm -hmm. you know, here's Mm -hmm. this engagement stat, here's this call to action I did last month and look what happened when I did that. You know, look how many clicks, look how many sales. So, again, you're going away from, like, here's here's 600 uh, downloads or listens to here's some real engagement percentages and stuff like that. So yeah. that data, you know, advertisers and sponsors love that. They want to see stuff like yeah. that uh, rather than totally them yeah. having to interpret, is this a good number of downloads or not? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think, yeah, putting that in, showing the trend again, showing the trend of growth, of, of growing engagement, growing support, growing action. Um, is all really important. So yeah, that's great. Love it. Okay. I, I think, yeah, the other thing with the media kit is just being able to put in there that you have a host, like include that, yeah, include detail around what host you use and how they filter them. So if you say, right, we only get um, 200 listens a month, uh, sorry, an episode uh, only, I mean, that's quite a lot. Like you get 200 listens an episode. Maybe you think that number isn't great, but you're like, right, but our host includes these standards, these standards. So these are a really accurate measure. This is not like inflated by all these dodgy listens. This is a real true, real mem- uh, measure of how many people are listening to our show. Include that detail in there in the media kit, like what host you have and what standards they adhere to. And that can be a real good credibility builder with your advertisers too. 
Speaking of calls to action, do we want to do a, a wee call to action here? Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. What are you thinking? I was feeling generous, so I thought we'd do a giveaway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously comes out of my own pocket, so I'm uh, mad keen yeah, just to, to give some stuff away. What, <laughs> what have we got that would make uh, useful prizes for some sort of giveaway, Colin? Oh, well, maybe maybe uh, some actual uh, dead trees, some books. Yeah, I think we've got a couple of books we could give away. That'd be quite nice. What do you think? The podcast growth book and the planner, potentially? Yeah, love the planner. In I mean, I like them both, <laughs> but the planner is really good for, uh, well, planning, funnily enough. Um, a good sort of paper document that you could take about where you plan out all your yeah. episodes, nail your calls to action, and it's just uh, it's a really useful uh, accomplice in the uh, process of podcasting, <laughs> I would say. And the, gr the growth book yeah. as well, like that was um, a lot of fun to put together. Just yeah, pulling sure. all our uh, different wee tips and tactics we've used over the, the past sort of 12, 13 years and putting them in one place. So two great yeah. books, I would say, for anyone's bookshelf. And uh, we're going cool. to give them away. And all you have to do to uh, throw your hat in the ring to get these these books is go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash question. You'll see that's a pretty link there. So we'll be able to see how many people click that link. Thepodcasthost.com slash question. And that'll give you a wee uh, button where you could leave us a voicemail. What we're looking for is voice questions for future episodes. We want to answer your questions yeah. directly and you'll get a wee plug for your own podcast as well. And we'll send you a million downloads, won't we? <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah no i'd love to get some voice questions in. it'd be great to uh, answer a few we'll do a bit of a, a q and a an ama what you want whatever you want to call it over the next few episodes uh, what does ama stand for is it ask me anything ask me anything yeah ask us it. it's an aua for us isn't it it's not like a single yeah and i would AUA. i would qualify anything with stuff about podcasting <laughs> yeah a-U-S-A-P. A-U-S-A-P. Much more tripping off yeah. the tongue. There you go. <laughs> Our next book will no, be is, about acronyms. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm glad to give some of these away. The podcast growth book, Matthew, as well, like I'll say, I, I wasn't much involved in it. It was all you and Lindsay, um, really. It's such a good book for actual real kind of tactics, real actions you can take to grow your show they're all small things that you can do well some big things to be fair but the range from like things you can do in just 5 10 15 minutes up to like one or two day projects to really grow your audience um and i do love getting an actual piece of paper <laughs> like a physical book these days because we get so much so many things on uh, on digital so that's great and the planner obviously great to have in front of you so you can write in with a real live pencil even though i've kind of forgotten how to handwrite these days too much typing yeah when you're uh, when you're phone ding there which is shocking on a podcast about podcasting know, know. i'm able to go to into the the because <laughs> i'm going to leave it in in the edit obviously uh, <laughs> I, I was able to go in the planner and just note down the time code of that uh, colin is an idiot is that you did? 10 nice. minutes 37 to fix my stupid schoolboy error, yeah. Did, did you hear me reaching over furtively to turn it off as well? I would say more frantically than furtively. But. <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay, so if you want to try and win the podcast growth book and our podcast host planner, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash question and leave us a question about podcasting. Uh, probably not personal questions, just podcasting, just podcasting. Although Matthew is a great agony aunt, I have heard. 
So one of my traits. Send yeah. them personal ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you do want to try out Alitu as well, I mentioned it a couple of times in the episode. Alitu is our podcast maker app. You can record your calls in there. It'll automatically clean it up with some noise reduction, leveling, uh, voice EQ, all that good stuff. Pop it into the editor so you can cut out all your mistakes. Sculpt that episode into something perfect with the episode builder. And then you can host it and release it to the public. Uh, using our hosting as well. That's over at alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. You can get a seven-day free trial to give it a shot. One million downloads guaranteed. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) Sadly not, because we actually do do a whole bunch of the proper filtering that we're talking about here. (laughs) All right, Matthew, thank you. And thank you out there for listening. Hope you had a good uh, time on this episode. Hope you learned a fair bit about downloads to help you uh, put those downloads in perspective, those listens in perspective. We'll see you on a future episode. We'll talk to you then. 